Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Trisha Stefankowitz, registered dietitian nutritionist. On the episode today, I want to speak to you all about the idea of body shaming. And I want to talk about a recent episode that I had where I was shaming my own body that led me into this crazy spiral. Um, some of the ideas of what body shaming is when it comes to shaming ourselves and also other women's or, or men's, other people's bodies, what body shaming means, and just kind of talk about some things that helped me during my kind of episode um, and just some of the stuff that's out there when it comes to body shaming, whether it com- whether it's the negative impact and maybe some things that may work for you to combat body shame. One of the reasons that I started this podcast, in addition to providing nutrition information that was relevant and topics related to to all of you was to normalize some of the thoughts and beliefs that we have as women about our bodies. So it wasn't to try to, you know, to make it 100% better because I'm not a therapist, but I think that it's important to really talk about the thoughts and beliefs that we all have and that we all share because I think it's something that we all have in common. And the more we realize how alike we are and how rampant body shame is in our culture where appearance is valued over almost everything else, I think that's something that's really important and it'll make us feel like we're not alone. And so much of what we see around us, whether it's social media or with our friends, I don't feel like a lot of people are really... Maybe they don't realize that they're doing it, but I just don't know that it's really out there or people are really talking about it with each other. And so I wanted to have this space where you felt like you weren't alone. Research shows that women have as many as 13 negative thoughts per day about their body, with 91% of women, women being overall dissatisfied with their bodies. And so that statistic is so, it's just so terrible. And at what point do we get to in our lives that we say, "Ugh, I'm tired of being dissatisfied with my body. And maybe I'm going to try to work on being a little bit more accepting. And I think even when we're tired of it, it still is just pokes through at the times when we least expect it. Like many of you, I have been working hard on trying to identify and identify any beliefs I have, challenge them, and change my beliefs about my body too. And as such, you may also be in a place where you struggle with feelings of learning what you're telling yourself in terms of your body, accepting where your body is right now not in the future. So being in a place that you don't have to wait to live your life until you get to that ideal body, which you may never get to, and you probably won't because the ideal beauty standard that exists is perfection. And being able to be okay with that. And I think as as this idea of being comfortable with 
where you are right now and learning to enjoy the process of your transformation, whatever that looks like. It doesn't even have to be on the outside, which I know is what most people desire, but it's also what happens on the inside. And that's really more important than anything on the outside because all of these things that you have, all this shaming that you may be doing and all the negative beliefs that you're carrying around, it makes it really hard to achieve some of those outside or physical appearance goals that you may have if inside you're trash talking yourself and saying negative, horrible shit to yourself. It's going to be really hard for you to make those long-term health changes when you're shaming yourself or you're constantly talking yourself down or criticizing yourself. And again, you're like waiting your whole damn life to pick a time when you will finally be ready to accept your body. And so, you know, I think that this seems like such a difficult task. And I think even when you are working on yourself pretty actively, it can still be really horrible and it can still be, it can just still kind of rear its ugly head because there's so many things like, we're getting older and our hair may be grayer or our face might feel older or our body may feel bigger. And all of these things, I think just with the aging process itself, really just kind of do a number on, you know, we may have gotten to a place where we feel more accepting. And then all of a sudden we look in the mirror one day and we have this gray hair that is a little bit. And then over time, it's more and more. So we're always in this place of trying to accept what we look like right now um, and, you know, comparing ourselves to somebody that is our age and how they look like and not meeting that standard. I had an experience where I, this was my own body shaming kind of thing, where there was someone that I hadn't seen in like 20 years And I was at a place that he now works and I have to go to. And it might be different because this was like somebody that I had like dated for like a tiny bit of time. And despite all of this work that I feel like I've done with on myself and to challenge my beliefs and to try to work on the self-criticism and the self-worth, immediately when I saw this person, I was like, I did like a scan from head to toe about like how different I looked in the 20 years since I had last seen him. And it was all those things, you know, my quick scan head to toe. Okay. Yeah. My, my hair is grayer. My face is older. My body is bigger and it's not working the way that it used to. And I just became fixated on my body size because that's what I'm in my transformation, you know, trying, that's what I've been working on too. And so I had this like sense of embarrassment about my body and the shame that immediately washed over me. And my initial thought that ran through my brain so quickly was that, oh my gosh, I don't look the way I did 20 years ago. And that somehow, like, I wasn't enough because of that. Now, mind you, he didn't look the same way that he did 20 years ago. He was the same. His hair was grayer. His face was older. His body was the same. But maybe his body was 
Maybe it didn't move the same, but his body shape looked the same. And so I don't know why. I don't know what about it is that led me down that and led me had that reaction. But it led me into this like shame spiral mode. And I think it was all that and like embarrassment and shame and overall discomfort at being surprised that I had seen him, that that all those negative thoughts and self-criticism started to sweep over me. And I think these thoughts started to come to me that like somehow I wasn't fitting the ideal standard of what I should look like and that I wasn't perfect or even close enough and that somehow I wasn't enough. And I really had to make a conscious effort to talk myself into a place that felt more comfortable for me and a place that I knew I could get to because I can't, I, I've been there before and I've been at times where I feel like I, I'm okay. And I had to acknowledge that what I was feeling and kind of be in a place where I was like, all right, let me take it down a notch put everything a, a little bit more in perspective, give myself a little grace and kindness. And then once I was able to do that, once I was able to kind of calm that shame spiral, challenge the thoughts that I was telling myself, because I knew they weren't true, but they felt very true in that moment. And I don't know if I reacted. I don't know if I reacted that way because it was somebody that I previously dated And I wondered if I saw a woman, you know, a female that was my age, if I would have reacted in the same age. So I talk about this experience because no matter where you are in your current health journey, I think that we all have periods of our life where we feel embarrassed about our appearance and our bodies. And we find ourselves in a place where we are shaming ourselves Or maybe we're shaming others and maybe we're saying things to ourselves like I'm fat or I'm so, or that person is so fat, she gained so much weight or I hate my fill in the blank, whether it's your thighs or how you, how you're getting older and you can't move as well, or you hate your thighs, whatever it is, we all have something that, that may make us feel that way. We all have times when we are triggered by something that leads us down this shame spiral pathway. We all have times when we don't feel like we are enough because we don't meet the ideal standard of what we think we are supposed to look like, where we are supposed to be in our life at present, and what we're, what our life is supposed to look like. And we compare ourselves if our lives don't look like that. We get stuck in this comparison trap and we disregard all of the things that we are doing that are really positive for ourselves, especially if the work that you're doing is on the inside and it's not showing on the outside. So it's hard to have that like validation of all of the success that you're having because it doesn't show on the outside physically and and there's no way to really like capture it on the inside where other people can see what it is you're doing. And you may be, you know, in this place where you're in the middle of a transformation 
And it might feel really horrible being there because you, because it's really uncomfortable. But I want you to know that it's still worth it, even though you're not where you want to be. The process is worth it. And you're not going to feel more deserving once you get to your actual goal, but along the way and the process itself. And so for you, you may be in a place where, as I'm talking, you may be thinking about your weight or your gray hair, or your your ongoing post-baby belly 10 years after you've had your baby, or maybe you've had no baby at all and you still have that baby belly. Or maybe you can't move as well as you used to, or you don't feel like you recognize your body anymore, or that you're not enough in your job or your life. As women, there is so much of our so much of our self-worth and our value is based on our appearance alone. And that makes it so hard to not go automatically to a place of, oh my gosh, from the outside, this is what I look like before we can move through the emotions of it. And so when we talk about body shaming, as we've been talking about, what does that mean? Well, body shaming is self-criticism of your body or somebody else's body and you're judging either yourself or somebody else's appearance. You could say things like, I'm so fat, I hate this, or for somebody else, you could be commenting on their looks, the way they look, or saying to somebody like, are you going to eat all that? Or sometimes even when, you know, this is really interesting to me, sometimes when when people lose weight and you acknowledge that people lose weight, that's also considered shaming for some people too, because it's the implication that you didn't look that great before and now you do. And so I struggle a lot with like acknowledging that somebody has lost weight, um, especially, you know, knowing that they worked really hard, but also being in a place to not make the person feel like that they're not validated or that they weren't perfect before they lost weight because they were. And so when we talk about body shaming, it's all a physical appearance besides just weight. It can be your age. It can be how you dress, how you appear to other people, how attractive you are. And body shaming is rampant in our culture and it's found everywhere. It's going to be found, I think, the most prevalent is on social media, but you're going to have, you know, either romantic partnerships, or maybe you have friendships in the past or anywhere, even if you go to the doctor's office and you have to get on that scale or they're doing your BMI, all of a sudden you may have felt like you were in this great place. And now all of a sudden you have a lot of shame about your body. And so body shaming is everywhere. And the negative impact of body shaming, I think we all know, negative self-esteem is a really big one, um, especially since body shaming starts so early in girls and also in boys too. Let's not forget that men are body shamed too. For women, I think that's where we are all women, right? So that's what we're most comfortable with, even in our discomfort of it, but we've all heard it and we've all been part of it. But some of the negative impacts are disordered eating. Um, I think we've all known people in the past that have some kind of disordered eating, whether it be anorexia, 
bulimia, binge eating. We all know people who over-exercise or have some kind of like preoccupation or addiction to exercising when it comes off as being healthy, but it ends up being in a place that usually patients are taking in too few calories for all the amount of exercising they're doing because they're trying to kind of stay on top of calories. We know that there's an increased rate of anxiety and depression with women who are body shamed, again, which is probably all of us, that you may have times where you feel inadequate, your self-worth may not be that great, and that anxiety, depression, that cycle then worsens symptoms of self-criticism and negative self-talk, which then worsens anxiety, depression. And we know that one of the other negative impacts of body shaming is this preoccupation with your appearance. And you may fixate on flaws that you notice, but that other people don't notice, or they don't, you know, they just, people are not worried about you. They're really worried about themselves. And as women, I think we all are struggling. So even if we are body shaming somebody else, it's probably more related to us. But with body shaming, you know, I think that we all notice something that we don't like about ourselves. And then we believe that other people can maybe see that in us. And maybe we think that people are making fun of us. And maybe people are making fun of us for the way our body looks. So there's lots of different ways that people talk about in terms of body shaming and how to come to a place that it's better. I don't know. I mean, I think that you have to kind of do what works for you. And I feel like the only time that I've really been able to do that work is to really talk about it honestly with my friends and to work with my therapist. And I've done, there's like these, there's different workbooks that they have out there. Um, some of them are about like emotional eating and just different things. I, I think I have an emotional eating workbook that I've worked through. And so it's, I think, really just kind of like acknowledging that you have the thoughts and then trying to work through however that looks like for you. Um, again, I've been most successful working with a therapist, but some of the ways that the literature supports body shaming is to come to a place of self-acceptance. You know, I don't know if you're somebody who can, again, when I give, um, when I tell you things on here about like some things that work, everybody is going to respond to something differently. So it's not a one size fits all solution, just as eating isn't a one size fits all solution and health in general. And so coming to a place that you're able to have a little bit more self-acceptance. And I don't know how you get that for you. You know, for me, it's reading books, doing the emotional eating workbooks, um, listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, talking to my therapist, talking to my friends and normalizing it, talking to you. And so just trying to get to a place that you're able to acknowledge that you're feeling those feelings, that you, you know, can start seeking out other things that may give you a little bit more perspective when it comes to um, self-acceptance. Also replacing negative self-talk, so focusing on the things that you like about yourself, whatever that looks like to you, um, 
you know, getting to a point that you don't have to embrace the whole body positivity culture, that you are basically body neutral. I did a whole podcast episode on this, and I can actually place that link in the bio, that you have this neutral view of your body. And so you don't love it, or you don't hate it, that you just focus on where your body is right now. And the focus is really what your body can do right now, rather than how you appear. And I think if you're in a place that you are having a lot of self-loathing and not having a lot of self-acceptance, that's probably a good starting point because it's a nice baby step that you can just get to a place that you're not having good or bad feelings, that you don't love it or hate it, but you're just neutral. And also some of this is monitoring monitoring how you talk about yourself to yourself and how you talk about others and trying to figure out if you need to have any set boundaries about all the weight talk that you're doing and the diet talk that you're engaging in. Because I do believe that that makes it worse. It, I think it just kind of like, for me, it's hard to hear about people um, like on different fad diets and doing things like at my at my day job. It's very hard for me because I know that there's a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff that it triggers in me and maybe that Maybe you find that about yourself too. So just trying to kind of set boundaries around that talk that you feel like can help you get into this mood and to this mindset that you feel like you're a little bit more able to be more neutral um, about yourself and eventually come to a place where you feel like a little bit more accepting. With this idea too of improving or trying to minimize or decrease, it's not minimize, but decrease the amount of body shaming that you're having. I think part of the discussion for yourself is to be open to decreasing any social media accounts that will make you feel otherwise. And so I would really take a look at who you follow and, you know, try to like follow people that you feel like are more in line with not having this perfection ideal standard that nobody is going to live up to, but more that you feel like people that are more confident and people that, that are going to make you feel good and help give you more confidence. And also in getting that confidence from who you follow, engaging that confidence with yourself via journaling or, or working on some kind of work with, with your body or yoga or Tai Chi or meditation, anything that's going to help you try to figure out what's happening in your brain and tapping into those negative thoughts and those self-criticisms that you're doing and beginning to get to a place that you are acknowledging them and then able to start challenging them. And then lastly, I think not to punish yourself with food because you've all, we've all been doing that. And it's, that's why I really believe in not dieting and having these hunger fullness scales, if you're able to do that, because I know at the beginning, it's really hard to do hunger fullness, but getting to a place that you can be more mindful when you eat, that maybe you're minimizing distractions. Um, and then hopefully over time, you get to a place that you're able to start to feel comfortable enough with yourself that you can start to feel like, okay, I'm hungry now, I'm going to eat. And okay, I'm full now, I'm going to stop. Because all that self, all that stuff is like a way that we're becoming more in tune with who we are, and I think that's the goal for most women is to not is to have this idea of food freedom and to not keep killing ourselves when it comes to 
dieting and what we're doing because it's it's something that we've been programmed to do our whole lives and so remembering to be patient here because there's years and years of that programming that you need to change and I think today if you were going to ask me what you could do I would say that start to kind of figure out what triggers you in terms of body shaming. So for me, that was seeing somebody that I hadn't seen in a long time and that I looked different than I did 20 years ago. And so if any of that resonated with you, the stories that I was telling, just identify that and know that, that that could be a trigger for you. And then identify how you yourself contribute to the culture of body shaming, which is what you do to yourself, what you do to others, what you say to your friends, what you say about people that look a certain way. And it's not that you won't stop it, but it's just that you're like, that you're contributing to that dialogue. And so what are some ways that you can maybe put some boundaries around that talk that you're doing? Um, And knowing that like, none of this is perfect. You will never be perfect. Um, You know, like, perfect doesn't exist and we don't need to be perfect, but I don't think that we need to punish ourselves for not looking a certain way or achieving something that we thought we would have at this age. And that being good enough and being okay with where you are right now is, is great if that's what it's for you. And, you know, kind of working on this idea that we're all in this place and it's just acknowledging that at some point, when does it stop? And just trying to get you to a point that you're okay with how you are right now. And again, you may need a, a mental health professional help you as, as I have done too. So I hope that you guys have a great week and I hope that you do less body shaming to yourself this week. Um, and I will see you guys back here next week. Thank you so much for listening. And I will leave some stuff about body shaming in the show notes if you want to go back and read some of that literature too. Have a great week and I'll see you guys back here next week.